Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big 5-0. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the loose cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl who loves sugar, but watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, back to She's a 10. We have a first today, Lori. Cannot wait. I'm so excited. I've been pushing for this. I've been pushing hard. Yeah. She's been wanting to bring in our first male guest because, you know, we're a lot about the women here. She's a 10 times five. We are doing it in honor of Father's Day, right? In honor of Father's Day. All you daddies out there. Yes. Who's your daddy, Lisa? (laughs) (laughs) What do I have to say? (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So today, again, like I said, we have our first dad man in the studio and we're bringing him in to talk about father's day and being a dad but we're also about she's 10 times five or he's a 10 times five and as we all know approaching that number is kind of a big deal and so what we do to prepare for it everyone's different some people want to celebrate some people don't want to celebrate and it's Today, we're going to talk to our friend who did something pretty extraordinary. Something fantastical. And this is amazing because we're kind of slamming two things together, which is being a dad, which is a different perspective from us, and also doing something leading up to and then celebrating your 50th milestone. Right. So I'm super, super stoked. So today we have one of our very dear friends, Mr. Michael Lamb. Hello. Hello. Thank you for the invite. Yes. 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 Excited you could be here. You know, he gave me his bio and it will take the whole podcast to go through all of your accomplishments. <laughs> so I'm going to net it out to one. He's a magician. Wait, wait. Can we just say the youngest magician ever to be in, invited into the magic, magic castle. Magic castle. Yeah. So he's and a magician. If you don't know what that is, Google it. He, the only thing better than a magician is an Egyptian magician. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. We'll have to. Get out of there. Okay, so he's a magician. I think I'm outmatched here. I better go. Yeah, he's a magician. He's an entrepreneur multiple times over, and he's probably one of the most magnanimous, humblest, generous people in our San Diego community. So we are super hyped to have Mike here. So welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Are you? Is it hot in here? Yeah. Is there any way it to turn is. the heat up hotter here? <laughs> Okay, Mike. So let's start with you being a dad and tell us about your family and tell us a little bit about you. Boy, that's there's not a lot to talk about because I don't know why I have perfect children and I've and I really have given some thought to this. And I think Lisa, you and I have talked about this before. Like my parents are perfect people. They're very religious. They're the kindest people you ever meet. And then my wife and I are kind of hellions. And then we have perfect children. So clearly it just skips a generation. generation. It skips a generation. So no matter what we did, my grandkids are going to be hellions. Yeah. But that's my kids' problems. Yeah, yeah. You you could be the instigator and then send them home to the parents. Like uh, just last night, Eileen told me that Jason, you know, who doesn't even try in school. And honestly, I didn't really try all that hard in school either and did fairly well. And Natalie works really hard, but is a perfect student. 
Uh, last night, one of the teachers, Jason, turned something in, of course, the very last minute that it was due for Miracosta's freshman year. And she's like, this was so good. This is so thoughtful. I want to use this for next year. Wow. And I'm like, Jay, how long did it take you to do that? He goes, Dad, I, like a minute. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, the kids are very, our kids, I'm very, I'm going to knock on this table, but very yeah. easy and. Well, Jason and both, I know both your kids and I've known them for, since they were before started kindergarten, actually, Natalie, I, um, Jason just leads with his heart. And so I've known over the years, many times teachers sending you guys letters about what an amazing soul he is, you know, and that's probably what he, you know, he doesn't have to try that hard when his soul comes through everything. It's really true. Even from preschool, he was, man, he found the kid that was the most awkward or didn't fit in. And that's the one he befriended. Yeah, that's cool. He's got a great heart. They're they're just I I think you sell yourself short. You and Eileen are amazing parents. And what one of the things that I admire about you guys is you are really good at not getting in their way, letting them figure out their life and really letting their lives be guided by them. I think sometimes we can be such helicopter parents and really feel like we have to guide and we have to tell them everything to do. And you guys are really, I admire that about you. It's like, nope, this is their life. And if he wants to do this, he'll figure it out and I'll I'll be here for him if he needs me. What do you think about that? What's your philosophy on that? Well, it's, it's, uh, and again, we've talked, I think you and I actually have talked about this before is, is, If you and I were driving somewhere and we go to lunch every day Mm -hmm. and I take you to all my favorite places in San Diego, but we're chatting along the way, you don't know where we're going. You just know that, oh, we got here to this place. And then if you ever in the future wanted to go because you didn't do it yourself, because you didn't drive there, first phone call you'd be going is, hey, how do, where's that place again? And it's really something similar with our kids. Even though sometimes you see them, you, you put your guide rails up. Yeah, you don't let them go into peril, but they have to knock into those guide rails. Was I and not if you don't let, let them, them go into peril? No, no you. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I'm talking about Lisa and I. We love our children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you've got to let them explore and hit those guide rails themselves because that's the only way to learn. If you if you solve every problem for them, if you do every assignment, if you do everything for them, then they learn nothing. That's so true. It is very true. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too with you and Eileen is you're very comfortable in your skin. And like I said earlier, you're, you're very humble and you don't lead with ego. And I think when you don't do that, you, yeah. you, you don't have your identity associated with your child's success or decisions. And I think that you guys model that where it's just, here's who they are. And I'm going to love every little aspect about them and not be helping on the ego part. Yeah. All right. I have a question for you. So our, our focus generally is she's a 10 times five living our best lives at this next stage of life. And some of that is reevaluating. Oh gosh, here we are now. What's next? So what's next for you at this stage? You've got one in college, one getting close. She's got one more year in high school. What's next for you? And what's next for you and Eileen maybe? Wow. What a great question that I wasn't prepared for. Um, (laughs) I, you know, for me, I've started multiple businesses. I have lots of things. And I guess one of the things we're going to talk about is what I did for my 50th. But uh, what I know about myself is when I'm completing whatever that is, whether it's a project or business or this aspect of my life, the next one, if it's not revealed, whether, of course, we're going to have travel involved and Eileen have 
we'll we have a lot of freedom to do what we want to do, but it's not completely revealed yet. And I've also learned about my personalities. I can't force what comes next. Something has to inspire me. Something has to be exciting. And then once that hits, whatever it is, whether it's doing this, and I am working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you usually uh, are. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not a, not a secret. I, you know, uh, recently was asked to be on the board of directors of the Magic Castle, or to, was considered to be on the board of directors of the Magic Castle, which is something I grew up with and was very amazing to me growing up. And Lisa, you've been there before. I it's have a very been special there with place. You. It's very special. And ultimately, uh, it was down to four people. I didn't, I wasn't one of the four. Oh, no, I was one of the four, but they only needed one. And also LA was far and I was worried about the time commitment and all of those things. But it really did get me back interested in performing and magic and met with some old friends that I grew up with doing it. And so I think for my 50, am I 54 this year? I think my 54th. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do like a 30-minute show at the Magic Castle and maybe also at the house. Maybe we'll have a dinner party and invite some groups of people over. So that's taking up a lot of my time. And obviously, I still work. I don't know why half my friends go, you work? I've known you for 20 years. Of course I work. Every day I go to the work. I have a job. He's a magician. He makes it look like he does it. It's easy. Yeah. Well, and it's actually scary saying that because a lot of times you think of magic like nerd and yeah, I know I'm a nerd, but oh, you're no. the coolest but, nerd I know. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely, yeah. so so that's what's next. But uh, other than that, big projects, I, I'm not sure. It just has to come to you, and then mm-hmm. you embrace it. And and sometimes things get molded, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot like the 50th birthday party and how that started off gets molded. But this magic show is starting to craft and thinking about 30 minutes is a long time to keep somebody's attention. Yeah, and to keep them misdirected. Wait, I'm to sorry. Do did you say something? Yeah, right. Wait, who's that? I thought it was just you and I talking, Lisa. I thought that was like the program manager or something. Yeah, our producer. She's got all those buttons in front of her. That's impressive. Flashing lights. Right. Maybe you're the techie nerd. I I am. Yeah. On this this podcast, I absolutely am. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about this big 50th because I can relate to it. I, for some reason, I was not a fan of becoming the big 5-0. I'm, I'm there now and I, I've embraced it and whatnot, but that birthday milestone was really difficult for me for some reason. I don't know, but it just was. And everyone, I think, thought I was going to have some fantastical party, like over the top thing, mm-hmm. because I like to throw parties. And I just, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I want eyes on me. I don't want it. And so what I did was leading up to my 50th was I decided to do 50 random acts of kindness, which was an amazing experience for me. It was hard. I had to do all 50. You did something and I, and that was hard. It took me like three months, but what you did, I mean, it's, it's it's, pretty fantastic. It's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. So talk about how you came up with this concept and and why, and just take us us back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Where the seed was planted. Yeah. So it was, it was, it actually started a year before my birthday, which was in August. And I wasn't, I wasn't worried about turning 50. Like, I don't know. I think maybe guys look at, look at age differently. Like, you know, of course 50 sounds like a big number, but still get it up. You're okay. That's how guys look at it. Right. Well, there's the first edit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah. Well, thanks for inviting me. This has been great. Just get them all out now so we can just move on to the important stuff. Oh God. 
All right. Sorry. No, that's fine. Okay, back to the birthday. Sorry. All right. Well, now that I'm stumped. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. We're going downhill fast. Okay. You didn't push your button for the, there was a, a, a drum roll for that, or not a drum roll. Should have like a boing? Oh. <laughs> should. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, are we done? Yeah, yes. we're done. Okay. okay. <laughs> What's the question again? So you were telling us how the story, like, oh, where did yeah, that yeah. started? Yeah, so I was starting to think about, you know, what, what, would, what was kind of the next thing. I didn't even really tie it into a birthday at that point. And uh, so I was giving a lot of thought about it. And I don't know if you know in San Diego, the Canary Island palms, the big oh, yeah, majestic we had one. palms. Uh, we had one, too, that died the Same. year before. And it you can recognize when you start to see like the center leaves yep. starting to die. There's these they're the majestic, most majestic palms ever. It is. And when they start to die, they wither like an old man. Right. Oh. And I saw that the, the one across the street was starting to die. And I thought. God, I should do something with that with that tree because that's going to take it a year before it dies. Like I should do something with that. Can you save them? Or no, I mean, no, once, they're, once, once they're diseased, and then uh, you're not even supposed to replace. Like it destroys the ground for 20 yeah. years too. Oh, really? I heard that you, you can't can like, replant. Yeah, you can't replant it. So whatever disease it puts, it puts and spoils the ground for a decade oh or, or something. So once they're done, they're done, and you replace them with a different tree. But those are so majestic and. Just kept thinking, boy, that. So was this, this canary was, it was. Across the street from my house. On a public <clears throat> property. Yeah, it was across, uh, and it actually ended up being on the land of the Lansings, which we ended up meeting through this process, having great family friends through this process of doing Your all birthday. this artwork. Because mm-hmm. I had to go ask for their approval. So you see the so, tree dying. So I see the tree and I thought that it would be cool to do some sort of artwork, you know, like a Banksy style, but obviously I'm not an artist. I'm more an engineer than an artist. Um. And that's what started the the process of thinking about something that would represent this dying tree. So ultimately, it ended up being a girl made of willow that was hugging the tree. And then Jason and I made a, uh, a heart out of, God, what were we using? Twigs. Olive branches yeah. or something. We but, went, took olive sticks and glued them together and put a pulsating heart. So the girl's With hugging lights. the heart as it's dying. Yeah. And so that was your 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 vision first was like, OK, I'm going to do this pop up art, this right. this willow girl, this dying tree. And that was going to be it. And the, yeah, originally it was just going to put it there and not tell anybody that we did it or that, you know, the family did it and just leave it there. And that would just be the end of it. And then I had all I couldn't, you know, I never shut my brain. I would take a sleeping pill every night for a decade because yeah. I will not sleep if I don't take a sleeping pill. So then all I was thinking of was all these other things that I could do. It started with the with the two willow people, the stacking the rocks. We really had like eleven, I think eleven art projects that I started. A lot of them didn't work, and we ended up with seven. Now, this still was or was not a. Is this now associated with the lead up to your birthday party? Uh, it kind of it, it. It's like building a mountain one pebble at a time. You start thinking, oh, this would be really cool, like a real representation of something that's meaningful to me and maybe to nobody else's. This dying tree and this, you know, this person's hugging it. And why are they being anonymous about it? Uh, it's just something I felt like I was going to try. Like, you know, I'm really make a I'm a product guy. I'll make wireless devices and sensing devices. And so artist wasn't really one of the things, but you I didn't. have lots of creative ideas. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know if I can pull this off or not. So it just started off as one project. But next thing I knew over months, it was 
you know, we you have just, 10 projects going at one out in Carl's bed in a warehouse. We're hiding them all over our house, making them because we're trying to hide them from people we know. And in fact, one summer we were probably four or five months into constructing these things. And they're, you know, they're in various pieces of dis- disrepair. And a lot of them were, uh, had to be made the week of setting them out. Like one of them was made out of all box. They were boxes, the, the, uh, heart medics. Yes. They were made of boxes. So you couldn't make them months before because they just get deteriorated. Right. So they had to be made that week. So I remember we were having like a pool party or something and they're sitting on one side of the house that nobody ever goes on. And the Amayas, I'm not sure, uh, Laura and Alonzo Amaya came in, but they came in around the pool, like the back way. And they see all these things and I see them walking. I'm like, Oh man, no, they just yeah. saw, they saw the rock stacks. They saw all that stuff. And, and I'll never forget Alonzo. I go, Hey, should I explain that stuff? And him and his kids. And he's like, no, no, we, we know you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was his answer to me. <laughs> that was great. Oh my God. Oh, so, okay. So at some point you have all of these and you decide, I know I'm going to do, how did you decide? Okay. I'm going to do one week at a time and I'm going to put these up because ultimately for our listeners, you would put them up at night and take them down at night and so that no one would see them go up and down, but you also left a calling card. So t- walk us through how you decided to put these up and, and lead and how you let connect it with your birthday and then the calling card piece and all of that. Well, yeah, I don't remember exactly when I connected it to the birthday, but it was, um, God, like I say, it was a year before I started constructing all these things. And I'm not even sure that I understood what I was going to do with these mm-hmm. ultimately. And mm-hmm. for sure, the family didn't understand. Like we're, I'm Dad's taking, lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. They just, I think if you asked it, uh, recently, uh, one of Natalie's friends came over and we're getting ready for a charity event at the mm-hmm. house in the weekend. And there's all kinds of plasma balls mounted to a wall right now. And there, she's like, what is all this stuff? And the, and Natalie just finally realized, oh, the, this is normal to me. There's always yeah. something crazy going on in our house yeah. that dad's doing. They just are like, oh, I'll just go with it. So we're going to this warehouse and we're painting this huge 30-foot uh, peace sign with butterflies on it. Okay, that's just what we do. We're, yeah. we're the lamb children. We're the dad lambs. said yeah. we're going to go paint this stuff. But they didn't. And ultimately, I think... I. I think in the beginning, I wasn't sure either uh, what to do, just heading towards doing these things and knowing that, wow, this is going to be like a fun thing to do. Then it turned into, let's make it banksy We'll do it each week into a different location. Banksy did something like this in New York, or he put different art pieces up. And I'm like, this will be fun. And then we'll make it anonymous. And, you know, they're so big that we're going to need help. And uh, so as I start to decide where I'm going to put these things, like the rock structure was originally meant to be on the corner of Chino Farms there as you turn oh, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a hold of that family and they're like, absolutely not. You cannot come on my property. I'm like, I'll get insurance. It's it's empty. There's nobody on there. No. I ran into a lot of resistance to, mm. from a lot of people. The snails, mm-hmm. originally, the snails were designed and, and engineered. This was like a feat of engineering to go along that handrail on that bridge on Via de Santa Fe. Yes. And they clamped on. I had a, a hidden generator that <laughs> clamped onto the back of the bridge to power the, it was 157 black lights because they're, they were uh, neon snails and they represented our family. Yeah. And we put little secrets in each one, like, 
if you could figure out who was doing it, everyone had its own little, like our, even our logo was Lamb 50, a backwards L and and then Roman numeral L. So it was an LL. Uh-huh. Looked like a Jason Lamb. Actually, uh-huh. a lot of people said, who's JL? And then, but it really was Lamb 50. Uh, but like the snails, the first one had a big pink collar on it. Well, that's what our dog had was a big pink collar. So, and then the other four were, you know, representing our family. So there was little calling cards of each one, but where we, where I wanted to do these things, everything changed and it was mm-hmm. fluid. You remember the first I put the rocks up. The, oh yeah. I I thought that was owned by the city. Mm-hmm. We were forced to take that down within 24 hours. And I wasn't ready to put the willow girl up yet. I was still working on her, putting lights inside of her and things like that. So it was just, yeah. Yeah, flying nonstop. by the seat of your pants. Right. So whatever one you helped us with or whether we were repairing or whatever, I, I was, that was a, that was a, hef, a hectic seven weeks. Yeah. And then we wanted to make sure that nobody would steal it or get hurt. So we had uh, DJ Yonkin. I don't know if the, the Yonkin's kid would be there from, I don't know, midnight to 4 a.m. And I would be there from nine to midnight just to make sure somebody didn't hang on a rock or, you know, climb the, the heart medics and then hurt themselves or destroy it in any or way. D- yeah, vandalize it. Yeah. I mean, and for our listeners, these weren't just simple art structures. They were very elaborate art structures. And there was... And they were uh, massive. Uh, massive. I mean, uh, I don't even know. Feet, you, you said 30 feet tall, the ones were. And, and then they would have... Uh, all of them had some kind of electrical component to them. So in the middle of the night, they are wiring and doing all of this undercover so that they would light up in some fashion. And almost all of them were... Amazing during the day and then triple amazing at night. Yeah. And and what a gift for our community. I mean, it was pretty fun. I mean, and this is the best part was unless you were very close to you or you heard it through word of mouth, people didn't know. And it became this thing. And the news started covering it. And KUSI, our local news station, was covering it. And every time there was a new installation, they would go out. And that was pretty fun to see. I was surprised how many, because I really am not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm Facebook and we had a uh, RSF art Facebook page where, right. where I'd post what was coming up. But Instagram, you would find, I don't know, hundreds of people that were taking pictures with these things and yeah. and posting them. But in weird things like just San Diego fun or whatever, because, you know, the hashtags, the hashtags I, yeah. you know, the... So it was really fun to to watch from that point of view how many people were taking pictures and posting and fun and it was I don't know. I yeah. I teared up. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that. Well, well so um let me ask you this. So you had was it 7. 7. Okay, but you had 11. Can you walk us through what each one was? Each one was? Mm-hmm. So Sure. Uh so the first one was uh just five stacks of rock and these were real rocks except for the, except for the hearts, which were carved out of foam, but so they were heavy and they went, I don't know, I think maybe 12 feet high Mm -hmm. and they'd stack. And I went to KRC rock and I found the largest rock that I can handle in this structure was, was naturally formed to look like a heart. So the rocks would stack and, and each one of them had a heart uh, somewhere in there. And two Mm -hmm. of them were carved out of foam, but I think they were 12 feet tall Mm-hmm. And then we put red lights up that were powered through a generator, you know, that would go on at night. So they look like these big, massive rocks coming out of out of the out of the ground. And uh, That's so that was okay. the very first one that you did, guys did was the hearts. Yeah. So the rock hearts were the very first one. 
Okay. And then the second one, so then the community or the person that owned that land that set up at Del Rio there wasn't happy and had me remove it right away. So we quickly, within two days, one or two days, put up the willow girl, which uh, was the girl hugging the tree that was dying. Um, the third one was, so I thought that because it was just getting started and I, and I saw a few like bikers were taking pictures with the rocks and it wasn't up long enough. And then the willow girl was kind of like, right as you come around, it was happening fast. And if you didn't see it at night, cause it wasn't lit up, like you might miss it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, we're not catching this fast enough. So all my order changed as well. Mm. I didn't plan to go in the order that I went in. And, and then I started to think, okay, if if we put these on the on the rail where they're designed on this bridge, it would be fantastic. It looks like the snails are going across the bridge railing. Oh. But I'm like, God, they, but what if these things are on at night and someone stops and decides to take a picture of a young kid? I could just see Natalie or, you know, Jason, my kids going, oh, my God, let me get a picture of that. They stop and dark. Someone comes around the corner, doesn't see him. I'm like, God, it's going to be too dangerous. So a guy that helped me quite a bit with some of the construction, Ryan Turner, and he, he managed the property across from Chino farm said, let's just construct a handrail. We'll make it look like that bridge, but it'll just be floating in, in, and that guy in 24 hours constructed a handrail oh. that these things would go wow. on, but they were visually pretty at night. The, the snails, they right? Were, they I were remember, just, yeah. yeah, they were fluorescent, had 157 black lights and they just lit up and they looked like they were all in a row. Like, um, you know, the Brady Bunch or, yeah, you know, right. one of those. Partridge family. Yeah. 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 yeah Partridge yeah. family. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, that was number three. Number four, uh, were the duct hearts. They're made out of ducting, but mm-hmm. originally that's not what they were supposed to be. And that's the one that almost got cut. And I, it's probably my least favorite. It's probably everybody's least favorite. It wasn't that good, but they were massive hearts. Five of them. One, the middle one was 12 feet, then two tens and two eights. And originally they were supposed to be, uh, palm fronds, like look like, Big palm, you know, made out of all out, uh-huh. out of palm fronds. And Mark Baldy and I tried, I mean, dozens of times. First of all, you have to get fresh palm fronds. You got to try to keep them fresh for that week so they don't die. Yeah. 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 Then you're bending them into hearts, but it didn't look right. And uh, I tried to add lights to, you know, pull your eye where I wanted it to see this thing. And they just never worked. And I think it was either John Bonanno or Mark Baldy. I think, I think it might have been Baldy said, why don't we try ducting? You know, so we ordered different, I ordered different types of ducting and I painted them all. Those didn't work. And finally I found these big plastic ones, which ended up being, we call them duct hearts because they're, it's really ducting that we use. I mm-hmm. painted, it was all days before. Like it ducting. Just, <laughs> like du- a duct. venting. Like duct a vent, vent. Yeah. Oh, like a tubing. Like vents, yeah. Like, like tubing. tubing. Okay. And yeah. this one, so duct originally, uh, we're, we were thinking like for air conditioning, you know, the big yeah. round ducting, but it didn't work right. Like they just, they they crunched up and when you mm-hmm. painted them, it was, so then I found plastic ones, which were big pipes for, I guess, I don't know, landscaping or something. And I used those, those were pliable enough to get working and they painted okay, but they just never looked perfect, but it was, we were out of time. So they, something had to go up or I had to, cause remember everything's one week before that birthday party, which yeah. w- was my 50th. And I can't tell you when it became that way, but we knew there Right now, there's either going to be six. I have to start six weeks before or seven weeks before. So I have one week each. So the fourth one was the heart ducks. The fifth one was uh, what we called the king of hearts. It was wow, the willow one. guy with the heart uh, over his head. And then we used like 2,000 begonias and 
So in the middle of the night, you're piling up dirt because he was raised and he was made out of the same as the uh, Willow Willow. girl. Yeah, Willow. And then you raised up all that dirt and planted 2000 begonias around him in a base. So he had he was just covered around his base with some flowers. It was stunning. Yeah, we uh, so because people weren't paying attention, you know, we're moving them. Yeah. You know, there was I think the hearts. Let's see what. The hearts were down on the other side. So while people are looking at the hearts, we're building up and had, I don't know, 50 haystacks to build this pyramid and then dumped dirt over there. So people just think you're doing construction. Yeah. yeah. And then on a Sunday, I remember uh, somebody, one of our friends is like, I think Mike Lamb might be behind this art thing because I saw him out there planting on a hill. But <laughs> I wasn't doing all of it. I was, I did a little bit. We bought, uh, I went. Uh, and bought all the begonias, but it didn't look right. You know, you something you have in your mind, but you've mm-hmm. never done it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, I knew when I put that structure up there that he, I think it was maybe six feet tall, the, the, the mound. And then he was probably eight feet or 10 feet on top of that. So it was a big, you know, big piece. And then the acrylic was, at, you know, the heart, the acrylic that held the heart up that it was in between his hands was just clear enough and just bright enough that you really didn't see it. So it looked like that heart was floating above his head, which was pretty cool. That was beautiful. But it didn't look right. So at that, on that Sunday, we're putting it up Sunday night. That Sunday we planted the begonias and I'm like, no, something else needs to happen. I went and bought like 75 big rose bushes to go around him. So it kind Mm -hmm. of looked like at his feet. So you're just going on the fly on, you know, your five, eight, it's like uh, putting on a concert or something. You're, 10 hours before, it's like, okay, what else do we need? Oh, we need patch cord. We're, well, there are no radio shacks. Where do we go? So <laughs> I'm buying as many flowers as I can that are, you know, in bloom. Yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, Kelly Enberg, who you had on, on your yeah, second yeah. guest or something, the original idea was that I would start way before and put wildflowers, you know, just sprinkle the seeds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out when do I need to plant this to have these things blooming so it looks like wildflowers. He's sitting in a bed of wildflowers. Aww. And she's like, I, I don't know, but go talk to, uh, I can't remember, Armstrong or somebody. She sent me to somebody she knew. And he's like, yeah, but there's a window. You know, you might miss it by five days or something. And I didn't want to take that chance, which is why we ended up with something that was already blooming, begonias. But, you know, you evolve one idea. And for me, Lisa, you know me well yes. enough to know, like, I, I don't sleep. Like, I'm thinking, okay. I we'll get do the wallflowers to work. It's just <laughs> yeah. it just never stops, and yeah. it, and it just evolves over time, and it ended yeah. up being something I'm super proud of. But I could yeah. have never told you from the beginning, nor would I have ever thought that it would take as much time as it did. Because mm-hmm. if you go back to the beginning and go, "Hey, here's all the problems you're going to run into, and here's all the things you're going to mess up, and you're going to be really unhappy with a lot of these, and some of these you'll be mildly happy with," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that junk." No. Mm-hmm. It's you're too late in the process before you realize, wow, I shouldn't have, I'm not even sure I should have done this. <laughs> yeah, but you're committed. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember distinctly, and I don't know if this was your, the biggest one was the, the paramedic guys. Or yeah. The, so the sixth one was the, uh, was probably my favorite. That's the peace sign the with peace the butterflies sign. coming that off of it. That one's probably oh, my favorite. One, yeah, yeah. That one was gorgeous. That one and was I, stunning. Yeah, and I hand, uh, uh, my buddy Ryan Turner again, t- first welded those butterflies on. And then when we started painting them. I'm a shitty welder. I've never welded before in my life. So we start painting them and all the welds are breaking. Oh no. So we had to go back and re-weld them again. And then we put it up and I'm like, this still, even in our backyard, it wasn't right. So then 
I ended up buying all those bigger butterflies and hand welding those and tacking those. And so they kind of sat around and framed that, you know, framed that. Because yeah. if you just drove by, they might just look like dots coming off of right. the uh, peace sign. So the butterflies that were larger sitting at the base of it, I think, frame that, oh, those are butterflies flying off the peace sign, which right. I, visually I thought was the coolest one that I did. It was but stunning. The, it was. But the most, the, probably wait, the wait, most. Where did, where did that one go? I forget. That one's. That one was sitting in front of our house at. Uh, That's on, right. Uh, uh, Bella Siena. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there were the Willow Girl was across the street. I. He kept it close. Yeah, kept yeah. it close. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And um, then the grand finale. Was... Yeah. And that that actually I had I had more than one friend say that, hey, you probably shouldn't you, you shouldn't do that one. And um it's you know, it was heart they were two heart medics carrying a broken heart. And it was for people that you lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh I had quite a few friends that are like, not maybe one or two saying Man, just that might end just, on the you know, it might go off it might be taken the wrong way. And I'm like, no, I I, I want to do this one. I want to end on this one. So I put my grandmother, my uncle Dave died that year. Other people we had lost. Um, did I have your mom at that point? My dad. I mean, your dad. I mean, I, I think your dad was um, under. I don't know. I, I think was it was he, right was, after he, he was ill, out. but he was, he passed after. Yeah. After that. Okay. Uh, so there were other friends that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, I put uh, little placards yeah. with markers and magnets. And I started by putting three or four people that I knew, family members and friends. And did you put a sign or something saying if no. like you didn't, you didn't, I didn't do anything. I put a table. Mm-hmm. You had to get out of your car to know this. And you had to know that those were magnets that would go on there. It was a little uh, placard and markers. I don't know, 50 different colors of markers and magnets that you had to like slide off the table. So I go to bed that night. We put it up, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday at midnight or 10 o'clock or something. By the time I drove home on Monday, all 50 placards were gone and they were up already. Wow. Yeah. So uh, over the next four or five days, there ended up being 470 signs. Oh my God. People had stopped. I had no idea. And they put, they would write, you know, the loved one that they had lost and would put it up on. And I remember someone had lost a little boy and it was heartbreaking. They videoed it. It was uh, and, and and they wrote like a note and put it on there. And it was so moving. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I can see the emotion in your eyes now. I mean, it was I mean, how rewarding that you you're, you're giving this gift to other people on your special milestone. I mean, I was so incredibly moved by this. I can't even. And I know so many other people were, too. It was such a gift. I can't thank you enough. No, I, I got the gift back times 10, really. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, and then people, okay, this is the best part. So you had, you take all this art is at their house and you're going to have a big celebration. And you know how to throw a good celebration. Yeah, we, so. this guy throws a good a party. Good party. Yeah. And so there's many people that don't know that he's behind, you're behind this. I don't think right? many people knew at that point. You had to be in a, your inner circle or heard about it through somebody. Right. And you had it all set up at your house. He has a big, big yard, big piece of property. And uh, tell us about what that was like when people would walk in. Do you um, remember? I do. Gosh, that that was really a blur at that point because, yeah. you know, that was leading up to that. God, I, I, I would say if I was to guess that probably half the people didn't make a connection or didn't understand that that what had happened the seven weeks leading up to whether they didn't live there or. 
they heard something about it, but just didn't make the connection that mm-hmm. why these were there all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Um, but again, like you say, the people that the old coins and the people that were tight with everybody understood what was happening, but I also didn't feel a need to say anything. They were just there. We had a party and well, you know, we never did explain like the news asked, uh, you know, Hey, should we have a, let's, we'd like to have a follow up and, you know, tell everybody why you did this. And, and I never did any of those. Yeah. Well, I was there. I remember walking in to the party and I, someone I was really close to, I guess it might've been Susie. I don't remember. I think it was Susie. I just remember going, wait, wait, that's the, that's the piece of art. Mike was the guy putting up the art, like this epiphany of, Oh my God, it was and, you. And then it's like, of course it was, it was Mike. Of course it was Mike. But it was, <laughs> I felt so lucky that I got to see that moment because that was really cool. And it was true. And we'd all been watching this beautiful event happening in our community for the last six, seven weeks. And to then see people be surprised that it was actually someone we knew quite well. It was so cool. Well, I remember you told me because I think you were helping me with the Photoshop project because you, you have nothing but time on your hands. So, Oh, that's right. You did it with well, the, the movie posters yeah. or something. Lo, lo, yeah. Low jabs needs help with. And you said, OK, I'm going to tell you what, what, what I'm doing and you can't tell anyone. And I, it, But what was so great was they were works of art. Yeah. I mean, and, and having the kids in the car. And, and of course, I, I didn't even tell my kids just because, you know, kids say stupid stuff. And just the kids going, wow, like just having artwork in the community like that was, it was breathtaking. It was awesome. Yeah. It really was. So if you want to see this art, you can go onto Facebook and there is a site called RSF art, Rancho Santa Fe art. So RSF art. And on this page, you'll see, Oh, you'll see it. Here's the baby boy, two and a half year old Jack Ferguson. Love you forever. That post, I just saw it from, but anyway, you can see all of the different works of art, the different posts from the community. And uh, on there also is his, um, documentary. Documentary. Thank you. And the documentary shows what an amazing dad you are because you involved your kids in this process. And that really kind of wraps, brings it back to Father's Day and that you, this wasn't just about you. This was about your family. This was about your community. And the kids listen to them talk about their favorite pieces of work that they worked on and being a part of the process. It was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, and there's how old was Natalie? She was 14, maybe 13? Yeah, it was like 12 or 12. Just talking about, you know, from a child's because she was still young and how great it was that you involved them and, and, and it was a lot of hard work. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, it was a year. Yeah. Yeah. And it to was a see year. their dad commit to this project and see it through. I mean, what kind of a, that's such an amazing example for them to take with them their whole lives. And this is when you start something, this is what you do with it. And so kudos to you. Thank Plus, you. Well, my favorite is Jason's like, I was playing video games till 4 a.m. <laughs> And then I had to get up and dig holes the next morning so we could do the rocks. Yes, yes, yes. I know. And I love how they edited it that when you guys hit that little bit of a roadblock with the neighborhood who wanted you to take it down. And it was like, dun, 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 this drama. They did a good job, yeah, those boys yeah. from Texas. They they did do a great yeah, job. Yeah, we will for sure put that on our page. What was um, one of the funniest moments of the whole, like, are you got to be kidding me moments? I mean, those were every day. Um, the, the one that really, I think almost derailed the whole thing was when 
the that lady said, hey, if you don't come take these rocks, and I'm going to, I have a guy at the junkyard that's going to come take this down. It's going in the junk heap. And I thought, well, you can't wait one, like, I'm almost ready. Can we wait one day? I'll get, in, is it an insurance that you have a problem with? Because I got property insurance for whoever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things that I put on, like, and just was the, you know, so I guess that wasn't funny, but that that was a real road bump because I almost said, why am I doing this? And, yeah, and that was the first one. And it was Ryan Turner, the guy that helped with the handrail of the snails. Like, no, we can't. Don't stop. Like, yeah, forget that. Let's we'll just keep going. And, yeah. you know, and, it was and other people that encouraged me to keep going instead. God. <laughs> no. yeah. that's, the, that's the project that I do with my boys. <sighs> Oh, we got to go toilet paper someone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one last thing. I want to ask you about the calling card. You had that sign up at every piece of art and it had the the three trees. It was the heart, the peace sign, and the, what was the blue in the middle? Love, hope, and peace. Love, hope, and peace. Yeah. Okay. And that was just, and you had hats made and what, that was just your, my gift of lo- love, hope, and peace to the community? Yeah, it would. Uh, so that had two reasons for it. Number one is it. It represented each time, if you were able to read it, how many pieces were coming and what piece we were on. So there'd be butter. So it was love, hope, and peace. And down below, I had uh, butterflies. And the first one, I'd have one and then seven. So, and then the next one, I'd add a second. So it's two of seven, three of seven. So as this went on, one, in fact, KUSI, the cameraman or somebody ended up saying, hey, our cameraman has a theory that there's seven of these because each time this changes and this is, he's on three of seven butterflies. So, there's four more pieces coming. And then on the back of that, just in case somebody did have a problem, I bought one of those burner phones and I put, if there's an emergency or if there's a problem, <laughs> which is how they got a hold of me at right. the, the Del Rio lady was, I said, call this number and any issues that you have, I'll take care of. Yeah. So you thought of everything. Was, yeah. Yeah. And wow. I had to chain that so nobody stole that. And, it, you know, just the security aspect alone. So people didn't walk away with something or tear something down or somebody hurt themselves was you know, a, a lot of work in itself. Wow. wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. That was, it, the, it was great. It was a great gift. Yes. It was a great gift to us all for sure. Now the question is what about, I don't know, sixties in what, six years? <laughs> <laughs> I know. How do you top that? How do you top yeah, that? I, I'm not going to. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe helicopter and Oprah and. I don't know. Why Oprah? I don't know. Okay, well, listen, you (laughs) Why not? Why not? You said something one time. You said, well, I'm, you said it even again today. I'm just an engineer. I'm not an artist. Don't, don't you think that this like opened an art? First of all, you are an artist. I would argue against that. Well, I think engineers are. Yeah. Linear thinking artists. Did it tickle your artist bone? Did you find yourself wanting to explore art in different ways more after this? Uh, yeah, I've done probably 50 or 60 paintings since. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where, where are, are all these paintings? Do you have a gallery somewhere? <laughs> Knowing oh. you, you... <laughs> no, there's... there. Uh, I, every once in a while I'll get bored. I'll do two or three. They're all, everything's in the uh, our guest house. Okay. Yeah. I set up a little I studio there. I envision the magician hanging from the Sistine Chapel and... Doing something fantastic, and no one will know. Like, like, and you'll leave little breadcrumbs so that we follow the journey, and then, and then all of a sudden, there it is. Like, how did this happen? It's funny you say the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. I did those. Uh, We've did, been there, done that. Oh, that's right. I was there with you. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a day. He's already had the Sistine okay. Chapel well, journey. And, and, and I'm teasing you. You've yeah, saran yeah. wrapped people's houses. and Yeah, like, my, my front door was yeah, saran wrapped. Oh, that's right. I did a big yeah. practical. Yeah. Practical yeah. jokes were small for a period of time. Mark Baldy and I went around and terrorized people. Yeah. We terrorized ourselves for a long time until we got to the point where. We got to terrorize we, someone else. Yeah, yeah. We can't do this anymore. Like I took his refrigerator, put it in his shower, took <sighs> all of his shoes, put it in his pool with an anchor with a. Oh, like, gosh. It got bad. Uh, oh, I had their, I, I filmed the entire family and I laughing and pointing. And I turned all their TVs on at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and the DVR went, went the, the TVs were playing us laughing at them. Every TV oh, in the house at 3 a.m. And at that point, Mark almost killed me. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Or yeah. Kristen well, almost killed him. Mark, Mark, Mark laughed. <laughs> Mark quick. probably thought it was but funny. Kristen was not happy at three in the morning when all their TVs went on, and it was us la- a video of yeah. us laughing at them. You never uh, want okay. Mike gotta... touching your electronics <laughs> because he will figure out every. I've just I've just had an epiphany. If Mike and I were married, Ooh. this community would be. It would be. We would be having a consistent Burning Man going on right. within the community. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, honey, I've got a new one tonight. I mean, it's just... <laughs> We'd be topping each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Nobody no. would be safe. All right, Lo, do you have some... I do. I have... Round? I do have a little lightning round if you're up for it. No. No? <laughs> He's no? already burning up. Okay. And I love this question because I... And I have my answer and I, I know you're going to have yours Wait, too. you didn't do your button. Oh. Would you like the button? Yes, please. Wait, okay, there's one. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Nah. Okay. Or I like that. Okay. Thunder's better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What is the one thing your parents did or said that you hated growing up and you told yourself, when I'm a parent, I will never say or do that? And you do. Oh, uh, gosh. This is like a triple, triple. No, I, I know exactly. Well, you said, for- I'm never going to do that. And now you find yourself doing it. Oh, no. Or, or saying it. Or, but, or, Oh, no, let me start with what I think you said, which is not ultimately what you said. But uh, my parents, my mom would iron my jeans. Like if there was a small, (laughs) you know, you want it as a young kid to have a hole in your jeans or to have that natural because you bought the 501s that were, they were like wearing cardboard. Yeah. And you had to wear them and, you know, you didn't realize you should have just beat them over a rock that would give you that worn and look. No, you actually had to wear them for years. And the second you started to get that tear in the knee. It's like, oh, this is the Eva greatest Bryant. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my mom threw every every time anything, even the smallest thing wrong with my jeans, she'd throw them away. Oh. And I thought, why would you do that? Like, you just don't get it. And then I had to go to, I went to school with a pleat on my jeans because she would iron them. Oh. And so basically, if you see me in Rancho Santa Fe and I look like a hobo, that's because of my mom. Okay. <laughs> you do like a roughed up jean. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny because I catch myself saying this all the time is, why do I have to do that? Because I told you so. And I always, when my parents said that, I always said, God, it doesn't make any sense. You know, do this because I told you so. Right. So, okay. What bedtime stories were your favorite to read to your kids? Uh, I used to make stories up all the time. Wow. Imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And some of those, God, I can't even think of them, but. Jason and now they'd ask for the same ones all the time, but I would always make them up. Oh, yeah. A lot of them were making fun of Santa and uh, Santa. What, would they call you out if you got a little different from the last time you told no, them? No, they oh. loved it, but they, they loved, loved the structure of the stories right, about, right, right. you know, hey, Santa's coming and he's too fat to fit down the chimney. And Jason woke up and said, 
you know, who's the fat man in my room? And they'd laugh and, you know, (laughs) but yeah, but I can't, God, at 53, I can't even remember what those stories were, but I was known for good stories. I bet. I believe it. Signature dish that your kids love. Mm, Wow. I'm a mildly good cook too, actually. So he uh, is a good cook. Um, I think that the kids would say uh, chicken meatball soup. Chicken Which I got soup. from my mom, who got from her mom. I can vouch. Masood, I need an upgrade. <laughs> actually, actually, Masood's a good cook, too. I believe that. Um, can you spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? No. Okay. No, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Mary uh, Poppins, you're uh, out of luck. God. Uh, you're out of time. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm done. I am out of time. Thank you very much for coming. This was awesome to have a friend that's an amazing dad with an amazing story. I know. I, Who, I, who's genius? I mean, you literally are genius. Yeah. No, no. I'm the third podcaster now. Yes, you Not are. The, yeah. <gasps> Ten yes. times five and a five. I'll just be, and I'm just the five. I You're just love the five. it. Will love you it. be a reoccurring guest? <laughs> no. You're going to have to come back. <laughs> I, oh. I, I think Eileen made him come, actually. <laughs> I think, He's just doing a friend a favor. And I think I love if we, it. we sit around, have some drinks, boy, some crazy stuff will come out. Okay. Not bad stuff. I'm just saying it'll be fun. Yes. No, yeah. you know, we've yeah. talked we've talked about um we're gonna start doing um happy hour with the girls and just hit record and see what happens. You that like that? That would be some good content. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I heard a little bit of that on your last one at Dolce. Yeah, yeah. but I think I was the only one drinking, so it wasn't fun. I was a little party of one. Yeah. Well, I I, I kicked it in towards the end a little yeah. bit. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. Follow us on Instagram at she's a 10 times five. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe.